Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Bruni's Breakdown, the 24-7 sports podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Bruni, and with me, as a, once again, is Colin Mitchell. If you heard us that's, in an echo, that's, that's because Bruni... We had to test some stuff. Bruni's not good at muting computers, apparently. Hold on. I also forgot to name this one, but let me just throw Even it Even after I asked him. Let me just throw it up there real quick. Uh, Colin, you, you, let us know what happened this week, Colin. Bruni's Breakdown, the good and the bad. Let's do that. Good and bad? Let's do the good, the bad, good. and the ugly. You know, a good old Clint Eastwood oh, tribute. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Good. I'm just putting good, bad, ugly. That's it. That's all I'm putting. Okay. Well, it's because he doesn't want a copyright strike. That's that's all this is. That's exactly that's, right. that's all this is. Anyways. All right. It's updated. There okay. you go. If you're uh, listening to us on Twitch, thank you very much. Um, that's what I just updated. So the, There's the lots of Twitch stuff to talk name. about today. Colin, it's a huge podcast day, and we don't even have some of the stuff... We usually talk about, but because that's how much I want to get into this team, this North Texas team, because I feel like there's a lot of reactions. We learned a this lot. Past we week. learned a lot about the team and about what people think of the team. Exactly. So North Texas, on Thursday, they defeated Marshall 78 to 51. Then on Saturday, um, they lost to Western Kentucky 62 to 59. Colin, do you want to start with the good or the bad? I think I think people like good news. Okay. Good news first. Okay, well, let's start with the good news. Okay. Um, so, like I said, North Texas beat the crap out of Marshall. Absolutely demolished them. Just, it just spanked <laughs> them. So, it was probably their best, would you say, maybe best game of the year? I, I, I guess. Uh, just because one. A product of, the, as a, of the score. But I feel like Marshall also didn't play very well. Mm-hmm. I think it was. I think the game was a, a, a product of both Marshall playing just awful and North Texas just playing really well. Yeah. So so I guess you can say it's one of their best games, yes. Yeah, I feel like if you just if you've been paying attention to Marshall as of late, they've kind of been on the down downward trend. Yeah. And that's kind of supported by the fact they also lost yesterday on Saturday to Rice. And so, they've had a fifty point loss. Yeah, and they have had lost <laughs> by fifty points at one point. So so yeah, they've been on the downtrend. They're not the Marshall of last year by any means. John Elmore has has more of a load but he hasn't excelled in that role as much yeah so you have john elmore you have cj burks who are both very very capable scorers they've had 30 point games on the season multiple times but north texas guards especially ryan woolridge just did a fantastic job of locking them up and the thing is marshall doesn't have that paint presence that they had last year um so Zach Simmons, so the rebounding game was owned by North Texas. Yeah. So that's a part of defense is rebounding, obviously. So when you look at North Texas out rebounding them fifty five to thirty, that basically it tells us that yeah that it tells t- the t- whole t- story. T- tells a whole, st- like, whole story. Um, and so Marshall struggled to get anything going on the inside, and then on the outside they're kind of forced up. They were forced into late clock situations mm-hmm. often, and so. They only shot 5 of 24 from 3. John Elmore went 1 of 7 for 4 points on the game. And that was probably the most shocking thing to me that happened the entire game. It was John Elmore scoring 4 points. Yeah, and, they, and they, he didn't play, I feel like, in the last 10 minutes of he the didn't. game. Yeah, he and didn't. It was, it, it, I mean, Marshall just kind of threw the towel at that point mm-hmm. um, when they did that, obviously. But North Texas just seemed, I mean, you mentioned this uh, during halftime. You, you, you said that you thought Ryan like had like a vendetta against John Elmore <laughs> because he had three strips. I mean, just straight up. I mean, just swipes from him. And then he had a – Ryan had this really crazy play from uh, – I don't really know how to explain it. The one when he ran out of bounds and almost got the steal. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. 
he went around the back of I think a guy caught it like in the sh- the post area almost, and he went around and stripped him, but it went out of bounds. Yes, so I think I it's I think North Texas just came out and just really out hustled Marshall, and Marshall mm-hmm. had no idea what to do or how to react. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> I like using that that uh, saying that he had a vendetta for uh, John Elmore because it felt like that because last year, obviously John Elmore, you know, is the star mm-hmm. of the conference USA goes to the tournament. Wins a conference tournament game. You know, everyone's talking about John Elmore's needs to get drafted, all this stuff. And so maybe maybe Ryan Woolridge heard some of that. Ryan you know? said, draft me. Ryan said, <laughs> Ryan said, it's my turn now. And he just locked up John Elmore time after time after time. And his energy level, his, his want to play defense really showed. Mm-hmm. And not everyone has that want to go yeah. get stops time after time. And he did that. And... I've said it before how good Ryan Woolridge is on defense, and we'll get into this later in the podcast, how good he is at defense. But I just thought that was – he kind of set the tone there. Mm -hmm. And so they took a 10-point lead in halftime. And then coming out of halftime, Roosevelt Smart did something that we haven't really seen from him much this year. We didn't see again. (laughs) Um, But anyways, he hit three threes in the first, like, minute. Yeah, he hit back-to-back-to-back threes and – it set the roof off the place in the Super Bowl. Everyone was like, oh, we're back. Uh, Roosevelt Smart is here. Took like a 19-point lead. The game felt like it was, I don't want to say it felt like it was over, but it felt like Marshall didn't have the offense to beat the good North Texas defense in the half court, at least. And Marshall plays up-tempo, but North Texas did a good job getting back. Uh, they did a good job offensive rebounding. Mm-hmm. So that forced Marshall to make sure they had the rebound to slow them down. And so when all that happens, Marshall didn't run as much as I felt like they wanted to, especially in the second half. In the second half, North Texas basically stalled, like basically held it down to the last 10 seconds and then said, all right, Mo, go score or someone go create. It was it was really funny because it felt like it was just uh, Grant practicing plays with. Like they'd like rotate players and be like, all right, we're gonna run mm-hmm. a play for Ryan. All right, we're gonna run a play for Mo. All right, we're gonna like it was just it was kind of funny. It was just like, hmm, we'll try this. Yeah. <laughs> and in the first half, that was the exact opposite. The game was probably the fastest half of the season because they got forty possessions in the first half, which is which and, is a ton. And it was and it was not a high percentage shooting. No, I don't even know what they shot in the first half here. I can probably tell you. They shot under fifty percent, so they shot like forty five percent or something like that. Oh, okay. I and, guess it's higher than I which thought. Which isn't it was. bad. Um it's not bad, but it didn't. They weren't winning the game because they were making like a ton of shots. Right. It we was. It expecting. was more so them just running the floor after a turnover. Exactly. So exactly. How many? Tur- and Marshall ended the game with. They only had ten turnovers, but how many of those led to points? I'm not even gonna be able to. What was the end of the first half score? The end of the first half score was 36-26. Yeah. So the game. The game was closer than it really felt like to me. Like mm-hmm. like uh, when we were going up. And Brittany was like, what do you think their offensive rating is? Yeah. And it was like on 40 possessions. And, you know, it just felt like it was a lot more. But yeah, it was, it was only, only like, like 90, a 90. 90 something. Yeah. So uh, North Texas played with a lot of pace and hustle. And that, that won them the game. And I think that's going to kind of be the blueprint to win games against tougher teams. Marshall, although kind of falling off, is still a good team mm-hmm. when they when they want to be. So it's it's good that they came out uh, like that. But now we move on to Western. Yeah, let's, let's get on to, uh, I guess, the bad. Even though we don't the, think it's that bad, the, but I guess it is the bad. bad. The bad to, I guess, loss-wise. Okay, it's a loss. Yeah, yeah it is a loss. Um, North Texas lost to Western Kentucky 62-59. to 59. They had their lowest scoring half of the year, um, which was asked 
someone asked Luke that in the post-game presser, Luke's the SID, they said, was that the lowest scoring half of the year? And he said, yep. And Grant just started laughing, kind of. It was kind of weird. But uh, so North Texas scored 15 points in the first half. They were outscored 30 to 15. Second half, they come all the way back, cut it to three on a couple occasions, and then they just couldn't get over that hump. Like, yeah. that was my whole recap. I just kept thinking that the entire game, I'm sitting there in press row, and I'm just like, one of these has to go in, surely. Like, one of these layups has to go in. One of these threes has to go in. Like, they're good looks. Yeah. But none of them went in. And so I just found myself like, damn, this is, this hurts. Because they just kept... I tweeted that it felt like a gut, gut punch when Ryan missed that finger roll layup. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, they've probably felt like 10 of those already this game. So it's like yeah. normal. There were just a ton of excruciating moments. Yeah, well, they opened up, or the first half, Rose was 0 of 6 from 3. Mm-hmm. And then Mo was 0 of 6 from 3. Yeah. And I mean, their field goal percentage was like 20% in the yeah, first half. And. Terrible. They just couldn't buy a bucket. I mean, there was there was some layups that they should have made. There were some threes that they should have made. I mean, wide open shots. So it's not a matter of just bad looks and something that WKU was doing because they had good looks. It's just that they could not score. What are you looking for? No, I was looking at they had a second half box score, and I was very confused. Yeah, so the second half, North Texas outscored Western 44-32. to 32. Um, It was a much better half for Mo. Like you said, he went over six in the first half. Went five and nine from three in the second half. Mm-hmm. He is just—I love his his mindset when he goes into games because he knows what he is and he tries to do that as well as possible. So he knows he's undersized, but he plays so hard on the defensive side of the ball mm-hmm. to play good defense. And I think we both talked about this off the air that he is an underrated defender. And I, yeah, I, I think, believe I think that. So, yeah. I think he is. I mean, I think he is. I think he is. <laughs> he had four steals yesterday, yeah. and a couple of them on Tavion Hollingsworth, who's a legit guard in this yeah. conference. Yeah. Um, and then so and then he goes and he keeps shooting threes. He had that one where he crossed half court off the dribble, and it was like two yeah. or three feet behind the three point yeah. line and nailed yeah, it. Yeah, Zach hit like, a screen, and he just off the dribble, bang. It was like, all right, Moe's here. Like yeah. you know. Mo has the confidence to keep shooting and keep hitting. And I think he might be the only one on this team that has that confidence that, like, when he shoots, he thinks it's going in every single time. The thing about Mo is that he, he never gets down on himself. He, he never exactly. gets too high or too low. Exactly. Um, and he's, he, he always, like, if he gets taken out of the game, he'll get put back in, and he'll just keep doing the same thing over and over. Because he knows eventually he'll find his shot. It's not a matter of, mm-hmm. of if he'll hit it, it's when. Exactly. So, um, I think Mo just kind of thought, like, listen, we have to, I have to try to will this team and he, I mean, he hit those five threes, and all of them were, I mean, right time when they hit. So exactly, there was maybe one or two in the second half that he could have hit to really uh, get high and really put his team back in the game. But you can't ask for him to go better than five or nine from three yeah. and a half. He, he did what he, he did what he could. He do. was tremendous, yeah. um, and he salvaged that first half where he wasn't very good at all. But. Um, at least, I mean, outside of him, the rest of the team went, Jesus, what is this? The rest of the team went 2 of 17 from 3. So that includes an 0 of 1 Ryan, 0 of 8 Rose, 1 of 4 Mike, and 1 of 4 from DJ. And DJ hit that 1 at the end of the game to make it a 3-point game. Three seconds. Yeah, yeah, so we've asked this question before that, is this team a good shooting team? And I've been like, they're not as good as we think they are. Right, mm-hmm. I think Mo is the exception. I think Mo is a really good shooter, but outside of him, there's just too big of a, 
too big of inconsistencies for me. I agree. DJ, we've seen in bursts. I think he's a really good shooter. But when he has to play 25 minutes like he did last night, it's sh- it's not the same for him. Yeah, I think it's different when DJ plays a lot of minutes and doesn't get a look, and then they expect him to hit a hit a shot after you know not shooting for a long time. Yeah, and he's much better in short bursts where he's yeah. like, all right, let me come in and hit a three and then go back. To yeah, the kind of like a spark plug type, exactly. of, type of guy. Exactly. Um, the one thing I want to talk about is the rebounding, because I did mention North Texas out rebounding Marshall 55-30. North Texas rebounded with Western Kentucky. Like, yeah. it was 38 to 38 rebounding wise, and they had 14 offensive rebounds. Like, this is one of the better offensive rebounding teams in Conference USA, and they're in the top, I don't even know, I'd have to go check again, but I want to say they're in the top probably 20 percentile in the country as far as offensive rebounding goes. Yeah. Zach Simmons is a big reason for that, even though he didn't have a great game. Uh, he had five offensive boards. Mike Miller had four offensive boards. So, you have guys that can are aggressive when a, a shot goes up on the offensive boards, which not a lot of teams have. Mm-hmm. And so when you're going against a team with Charles Bassey, who we haven't even mentioned Charles Bassey yet. we nev- Actually, let me talk about him right now because <laughs> because I don't want to go any longer without all mentioning right, right. Charles Bassey. Men- mention, mention our boy Charles and Bassey. And how good he is. Shout out to San Antonio because I bet y'all didn't know that Charles Bassey played two years in San Antonio, his freshman and sophomore year of high school. Um, played at St. Anthony's, uh, by the way. But yeah, Charles Bassey is entered his freshman season as the number six player in the country uh, in his recruiting class. So we knew that he was going to be a problem for Conference USA, and he's been a problem for teams throughout the season. Uh, He's shooting, like, what, 65%, something like that. Mm -hmm. His season high, though, is only 25, and he only averages, like, eight shots a game. So we were like, okay, well, if he doesn't shoot, if he only shoots, like, seven, eight times, we'll be okay. Well, he shot ten times. Colin, so it was slightly more than what we were hoping for, but he and he goes seven of ten, four of four at the free throw line. Had some nice mid range jump shot, jump shots. Uh, had eighteen points overall, seven boards, four blocks. Charles Bassey is the best player in Conference USA. I don't think that's bar none. Yeah, I don't think bar that's none. an arguable statement. I just question. You had some questions actually. You're like, you were you were asking me. You're like, why doesn't he get the ball more? I feel like Western does not use him the way he needs to be used. And I'm not sure if that's just, I mean, I, they're trying to go through their guards or, you know, they're just trying to see what the defense gives them. But, like, I feel like if Grant had Charles Bassey on this team, mm-hmm. that Charles Bassey would be throwing up, like, 17 shots a game. Yeah. I mean, why why not? He was 7 to 10, right? Seven yeah, to 7 to 10. 7 to 10. And his mid-range jumper, I mean, his shot just looks beautiful. Yeah, he's for, not, he's nine to sixteen from three on the year as well. Yeah, and and I mean when you say that, it's like why are they not having him take more corner threes exactly. or anything like that? Yeah. So, I just feel like Western Western to me was interesting last night because they didn't show me anything scheme wise offensively where I was like, oh, like this team's world beaters. I mean, you even yeah. said when, at halftime like I don't think this team is world beaters, but North Texas just didn't come out in the yeah. first half correctly. So, Western has the talent to be world beaters. But I don't think off like the way they run their offense. I, I just don't think that they're able to. Here's my thing. People came away from that game saying that Western Kentucky's they questioned Western Kentucky's talent, and I don't think me personally. I don't think you can question Western Kentucky's talent. I don't think so either. Because we entered the season saying Western Kentucky's the most talented team in Conference USA, and after seeing everybody in Conference USA play, or almost everybody, we haven't seen the Florida schools uh, fully yet. Mm-hmm. But after seeing basically everyone in Conference USA play. 
we can still definitively say West Kentucky has the most talent. Absolutely. And that's without Deshaun Murray, who transferred in from Auburn, who we said before the season was going to be really good. He's gone. So you still have Jared Savage, Charles Bassey, Lamont Beard, and Josh Anderson, Tavion Hollingsworth. That's a starting five that is way better than more talent has more talent than anybody else in conference USA. Right. Yeah. And that's a starting five that is probably top forty in the country. Like, yeah. you look at that. Um, and we saw that against Washington. We saw that against Wisconsin. We saw that against other multiple teams. I think people forget this that year. this team has beaten Wisconsin. Like, 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 well, like Wisconsin, yeah. who's beaten Michigan, by the exactly. way. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, it's, 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 it's weird to me. Cause like you saw that talent in spurts. I mean, obviously with Charles Bassey, but you saw Hollingsworth, uh, I remember toward the end of the game where North Texas had a few defensive stops and mm-hmm. they were starting to claw their way back and Hollingsworth just took a dribble inside and then hit that mid-range jumper over Mo. And yeah. it was like, name another player in conference USA that can do that consistently. Cause they did it three times. Yeah. Three because times. There, there's guys like each team has some guys that can do it like uh, Carver and Stith oh, for of course. and Jackson but to have that guy and then have Charles Bassey, Savage, other guys that right, can also right. do that. I, I, a Conference USA team does not have more than one of those guys outside of Western. Mm-hmm. That can that is so dynamic in the way they score. They're not just a shooter. They're not just an inside scorer. Yeah. But can you know score in any you know off of screens, mid range threes, inside. WK has all of that. Yeah. And they just I just feel like they didn't use it. The one thing. No, going into the game, we knew is that they're the they shoot the least amount of threes per game of any team in Conference USA. So that's where we're like, okay, make this team shoot threes because Josh Anderson can't shoot, um, Hollingsworth can shoot, but he prefers to get you know get in the mid range, get in, inside a little mm-hmm. bit more. Bassey can shoot, doesn't you know they have guys that can shoot but they don't shoot. So that's where we're like, okay, make them shoot threes because that's not what they want to do. Mm-hmm. North Texas did a great job of that. They made them shoot 18 threes. They only hit three of them. And so, and one of those was the half-court heave from from Hollingsworth to end the first half. And uh, that was that was a gut punch as well. So you, North Texas defensively, I think, did a great job on Western Kentucky because, like I was saying earlier, Western Kentucky has the most talent, but you leave the game questioning yourself because – they don't do a lot schematically that makes you right. Like, they don't have a lot of movement. They kind of just run some pick and rolls. They run yeah. some post ups. They run some uh, like dribble drive handoffs. Like nothing. I, I think it's such a disservice to the talent they have because yeah. it's like it, I feel like everyone just kind of stood in, stood in their spot on the perimeter. You had mm-hmm. Charles Bass in the middle, and they just swung the ball and were like, "Hmm, do I have a good? Can I drive here?" And they're like, "No, all right, we'll pass it, pass it to yeah. Beard or whatever." So, yeah. So, um, but I have a question. Go ahead. So, la- so uh, I know a few people who said that Grant offensively last night did not have a good scheme. And I know uh, he also tweeted that he let everyone down. He tweeted that? Yeah, he said, he said this this one is completely on me. He tweeted that. Uh, I think he's tweeted that before, hasn't he? Yeah, he's tweeted that before, which is okay. coach speak. But, okay. <laughs> but do you think that, I mean, personally, I don't think so, but do you think that Grant had the wrong offensive game plan coming in this game? I'll ask you this as a counter counter question okay of the 32 threes they had last night if you had to put a rough number on it how many would you say were open wide open or just open open open. open. a good look from three how many would you say (sighs) out of those 32 how many well i know there was six wide open ones so give me like nine or ten 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 other open ones or you're saying like only ten total like like ten almost not contested shots okay but how many were open that's that's wide open pretty much. Okay. Look, probably I, probably like half. 
I mean, I, I mean, say, I would say, I would say the looks, the looks. WK was not doing anything on the perimeter where I was like, oh, that's a bad shot for North Texas. Yeah, I mean, how often? I remember there was like one Rose one that was a bad shot. I mean, there was a Mo one that was brushed in the corner. Uh, I mean, Ryan's three, I don't think it was a good look. So I mean. But the, but the the Ryan shot was even because of the shot clock. The shot clock. That okay, yeah, but still not a good shot. But, yeah, but I'm saying like it wasn't it wasn't something that WK was like, yeah. all right, let's eliminate the three. Okay. Out of those 32, I'd say probably I'd say half of them. Yeah. Were like good good looks from three that you want good shooters taking. At least half of them. I might say 20. Uh, so you get those looks, and the first half only hit one three. And you could say Moe's looks and Rose's looks. And they only hit seven for the I game. I don't even think Rose, outside of that one I remember, took a bad shot yeah. from three. Yeah. And he went 0 of 8. Yeah. Like, we're going to get to Rose later, but when your players aren't making shots against this team with this length and this defense, I don't know what else you can do. If, if North Texas makes, if North Texas hits three of those threes or four of those threes out of their, well, how many did they take? 14 in the first half? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. A do- near a dozen at least. Yeah, it took a dozen threes. Oh, here we go. This game, it. this game. They went one of fifteen from three in the first. Yeah, half. Yeah, if if they okay, if they make four of those, four out of fifteen in the first half, this game's completely different. Oh, this game. Yeah, and I think I entered the game saying what I say. I said North Texas has to shoot over like thirty five percent or forty percent from yeah. three to win this game. And I, they, you, they wouldn't even have to if they hit those four. Threes. Exactly, and yeah. so they they ended up shooting like twenty percent from three. So yeah. You're not gonna you're not gonna win games against good teams like Old Dominion and Western Kentucky or even UTSA, shooting the ball less than thirty five percent. That's my that's my whole thing is that this team has talent. They have Ryan Woolridge, they have Zach Simmons, but their offense can create good looks from three, mm-hmm. and so those looks you have to make to capitalize on good offense. So and Mo can't be the only one that shoots well. So yeah. the looks are going to be had for Duffy when he returns. Smart, uh, Mike, DJ, Mo, Th- those guys got his shots. Mo's the only one that's his shots. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's my biggest concern. So, so the answer to, the, to my question is you don't think? I don't think it was bad offense okay. at all. Okay. Because they caught, they got looks. Well, no, no, I agree. I agree. I agree. I just I just think it's funny when when players don't make shots and it's all of a sudden coach. It's the coach. I don't problem. know how you can watch that game and and watch a team go one of fifteen in the first half from three. Watch Mo single be the only person there that could shoot the ball. Yeah, single handedly willed the team. Worth a damn. Him and Ryan, yeah. He's the only one that could shoot the ball worth a damn. And you're going to say that. How do you blame that game more on coach than Roosevelt Smart? Yeah. I mean, like like I said, Rose hits four threes out of how many did he take? He took, he took eight threes. Okay, so he, he, didn't, hits, he didn't play he in the second half. One. Hits, the yeah, game hits, is tied. The, the game is tied, exactly. Good lord. It's one of those. Um, and, and the same thing goes to the. Uh, the people that say, oh, well, they hit the half-court shot. Or, oh, you know, if Ryan hit that layup. This game, the game was not decided by those two or three plays that something bad happened. You're going to have those things happen in a game. It's it's the things that you're able to control, which is going 0 of 8 from 3, 0 of 6 from 3. Because it's know? not that, yeah, because like we said, it's not that they were getting, it's not like those looks just weren't falling because they were slightly contested or contested. And you're like, okay, well, I hope Rose hits this three to tie the game. No, you expect Rose, DJ, Mo right. to hit those threes wide open to tie the game. But those threes did not fall yeah. for most people besides Mo, who went 5-9. and nine. But even Mo had chances, like I said earlier, to tie the game at some Well, you point. could even argue in the second half, Mo's threes that he hit 
were more contested than any of the threes in, this, in the first half. I mean, there was multiple occasions exactly. where they ran the fast break, and you had Mo in one corner and Rose in the other, and they swung it to Rose, and he nobody within, like, five feet of him. Exactly. And he just, just clanged yeah. off. And so after the game, the players, Mo and Mike, they were both like, we just came out flat. You can't come out flat yeah. against good teams. You have to come out ready. And it's not even that they came out flat, per se. It's just that they came out not ready to shoot the ball. They, they, un- they didn't come out shoot, yeah. unable to shoot. And a lot of shooting is random. A lot of shooting is you put in all this time in, in the gym mm-hmm. to make shots. And if you don't make shots, then it's kind of just like it comes off like you don't work at it. But yeah. sometimes shooting goes wrong. But you cannot go over 8 in a game of this magnitude. And DJ, too. I'm not, I don't even want to let DJ off the hook because outside of the one he made late, he yeah. went over 3 from 3. And he yeah. had some good looks. These guys got to make shots for this offense to be potent. And uh, I want to end it on a good note, though, because Ryan Woolridge, I think, is easily playing his way into first team all conference. Yeah. Uh, that's those drive that the end, like last five minutes, where he just literally, when there wasn't a three open, would just drive the paint. I mean, every time he hit every shot except for one of them. Yeah. And he just looked great defensively. Very active. Yep. I mean, locking down. He's locked down everybody who he's been guarding this season. I feel yeah, like, especially as of late. I feel like after that UAB game, since then, it's just been a different yeah. Ryan. And Ryan putting up eighteen six and six with two steals, only three turnovers, despite having the ball in his hand for forty minutes. Like, yeah. You look at NBA numbers. You look at anybody, even Chris Paul, when he has the ball that much in his hand, it's going to turn the ball over maybe even more than three times. I wonder what his, wonder what his usage rate is for the season. It's really high. I'll look at it later. Because I'm just interested in that. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but no, I, yeah, Ryan, Ryan's been great. Like I said, he's he's what makes this team go. You put someone else in that spot and you, it just, things yeah, don't go well. I, I completely agree. So, um, I mean, you think if you, I think if you put anybody else to come to say in that spot, if you put Lamont Beard in, in that role, for Ryan, oh, I, I think, think this team. I think it drops off. Oh yeah, I think this team has seven less wins if you put him there. Yeah, because I mean Lamont can't really shoot that well either. He was over four last. Well, he night. can't shoot. He didn't. We didn't see him drive. He's just kind of a playmaker. Mm-hmm. Is really what he is, and he's like a he's. I feel like he's, he's almost longer. like a Rondo, almost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, in the way he plays. Yeah, I can see that. So, um, lastly, I feel like the only other player that had some uh, chatter about him on the Twitterverse was uh, Zach Simmons. Mm. Uh, he kind of struggled going against. Uh, Charles Bassey, which is which was exactly I think, what I expected. I, I expected him to go two for seven, but he had nine boards. Like I said, he had five offensive rebounds. Um, he had four fouls. We thought he was going to foul out. He didn't foul out. Um, only two turnovers. He didn't have a block. I felt like he was at least a presence in the paint. Played thirty-five minutes. Yeah, which is really good. I think it's. I think it's interesting. And I'm not saying Zach's a bad player when I say this. Zach is a good. Uh, we talk. We're gonna rank centers. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just off the top of my head because I don't know a lot of conference. Yeah, USA we'd have to go back fives. To I was like, he'll, he's probably third after everybody. Yeah, I don't even know. Like, who's... like third or second. And he, yeah. Charles Bassey's obviously number one, but I can't. There's no big man off the top of my head where I'm like, okay. Because you yeah. look at UTSA, Nick Allen's not right. No. Right. So, ODU had that seven-one guy, but he's not better than Zach. Yeah. So, so when you when. Charles Bassey is above. I mean, just uh, completely tier above. We talked about this. When when people are mad because Zach didn't you know got blocked three times, or did whatever is this is the game Zach did what he had to do for this team to win this game. Yeah, Charles I, Bassey was gonna get his. I agree. And Zach got the boards. Zach contested when he needed to. Sure, he had a couple post ups where it was like, why are you doing this? Exactly. But he made his first one. <laughs> so yeah, he did. He made his first and one. And then he got blocked two other times. He, so I, yeah, I think it's 
but he's, but, th- he's, but, but he's not the reason why this team lost this game. It's not like it's not like you should be like Zach needed to play completely better for this team to win this I game. Agree. Zach I is agree. Zach was not the reason this team lost. I agree. He was fine, and he had a midi, which is always yeah, a good sight. That that was interesting. You've yeah. seen him take threes in warmups too, and he's been hitting them. Well, yeah. But you ready for him to go no. nine to fifteen? No, from I'm the, not. We're changing from, the, from, from we're the, changing the topic <laughs> right now. Uh, Come off the screen. Anything <laughs> else on anything else on this game besides? Uh, no. Oh, I do an essence. We're not doing Conference USA Outlook. Okay. Now that we've seen Western in person with our own eyes, oh, what do you? Is Western Kentucky the best team in Conference USA? Mm. Again, talent wise, that's my cop out. <laughs> um, no, uh, I just like I said, offensively, there was just no movement for me, and I feel like that's like after watching them, it's like, is this the reason why they have ten losses? Probably. And obviously, they have they have good wins, but I feel like the wins are a product of the talent that's on the court Mm -hmm. as opposed to the way they're running their offense. I think they need to be the best defensive team in Conference USA. I don't feel like there's a reason why they shouldn't be. Right. Like, Old Dominion's great, but you see Charles Bassett. So Charles Bassett had how many blocks? Four. And two of those were on Zach. I feel like it was three, though. It was four. No, no, three blocks on Zach. Oh, it might have probably. Like, I I just feel like he he needed to get, like, be more active on, like, Mike. Like, there was too many times where Mike would pump fake, like, Mm -hmm. right in the paint. And Charles Bass would just give up, like, yeah, um, yeah. I I do think Western. I had Western second in my uh, Conference USA uh, rankings last mm-hmm. week, and you're yeah. like, wow, wow, you have them second. Yeah, I was like, moved them up from eighth to second. Right. By the way, eighth to I second. I knew it. So what I about kn- you? Because like they didn't. They, what they what they showed me yesterday didn't impress me. I think North Texas have. lost the game more so than Western won. The no, game. yeah, they're not the best team in conference. I take Old Dominion over them. Okay, are they the I think Old Dominion's more balanced. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm taking them over UTSA. Okay, so. I agree. Uh, the good thing is, though, the really good thing is, though, since we're not doing Conference USA Outlook, I want to get all this out of the way. I, has North Texas solidified themselves as the fourth best team in conference as of right now? Because think- Marshall sucks. Marshall uh, sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah okay, so we dro- how many teams have we dropped? Where's the, Southern where's the Bernie's the- breakdown drop? We have the drop list. I we have La Tech on the drop list. We have oh, Marshall on the Marshall, drop list. Marshall's getting dropped. Marshall's, Marshall's out. Been Marshall dropped. and La Tech are out. They're gone for good. Uh, I think that's all I had, though. I, okay. I like everyone we else. We don't count the bad teams. Everyone because else is cool. Everything else. Uh, La Tech and Marshall just completely just gotten rid of expectations. Yeah, screw them. Uh, but, yeah, so you have the top four. Like I said, ODU, UTSA, Western, North Texas. Like, that's the top four, right? Yeah. Southern Miss is, isn't up there, or at least in my eyes. They're 7-5. and five. UAB has fallen off a little bit. They're six and six, and then you have the two teams we've gotten rid of: Marshall and La Tech, and then the the Florida schools and whatnot. But yeah, that's the top four. Yeah. So I have a question. That's if, good. If if <laughs> if North Texas plays the defense that they've been playing the last like four or five games, mm-hmm. so that really good defense, and they're able to hit shots like they did against Marshall, do you think this team is better than UTSA? Well, yeah, if they play at their best, yes. Would you say Marshall goes? Which their is best? basically just hitting your shots. So is that really their best though? What do you mean? Like, take away Rose, one of Rose's threes, and I mean it was like seventeen. Like no one had over twenty points other than Rose. He only he got to twenty. Oh yeah, they haven't had a twenty-one point score in ten games. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> I want to point that out. That's so weird to me. All right, even last night against uh, Western, they had 18, 18, 14. Yeah, so, twenty-one point. What is North Texas's best? North Texas' best is basically what they did against Marshall. Hit shots. Like, you think that is the best? I think, li- literally, this team, the threshold for them is if they shoot over 
from three. What is 12, 12 to 28 is, uh, I believe, 42% from three. Yeah. So I think that's, that's them. Because they're going to defend no matter what. They're going to yeah. rebound no matter what. They're going to be really solid at getting to the basket. Maybe not get drawing fouls because they're, they're not a good foul-drawing team. But if they can hit shots, this team is right there with anybody else in the conference. Okay. So, yeah, that's that. All right. All well, right. We have we have an interesting segment today. Panic meters, baby. I don't even think they know what you said. You just said it way too fast. Panic meters, pa- baby. Panic meters, baby. They can read. Well, get rid of panic or get rid of a baby. Off the end okay, of it. just panic meters. Sorry. Panic meters. Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry about that. Gonna offend somebody over. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna do. This is kind of an old. Okay, how do I want to describe this? P- panic meter segment is going to be a segment where we look at five different players that we have hand selected uh, to look at how where, how we're feeling about them right now. Where is our panic level at? What yeah. do we what do we feel and about them with only two games left before pool play? Mm-hmm. Because pool play is obviously the the big bonus. The, the okay, big time bonus. Okay, yeah, bonus play is going to be the big dog. It's going to be what everyone talks about. So how do we feel with two games left about these players going into pool play? And I also, uh, we, I just also want to just put a disclaimer that we picked, we hand selected these players, uh, <laughs> based on what we think and what other people have been saying about exactly. them. So this isn't us like being like, oh, this player's panic meter is a ten. We're talking yeah. about what people are thinking, and then we're giving our yeah. We we, we hear stuff. Yeah, we're we're hip. We're we're, we're hip. <laughs> we're hip. We're we're with the lingo on Twitter. We hear you. All right. So uh, we have five players. Pick a number one through five, Colin. That's how we're going to do this. Three. All right. Number three. What is your panic meter on Jemiah Simmons? And let me get some context here. Hold on. Jemiah Simmons uh, recently injured himself against Marshall. Uh, It was a a low ankle sprain, so it's not bad. It's not a severe injury or anything. He'll probably... I got. I heard that he, they were hoping at the earliest that he would be back by pool play. So that's okay. two weeks basically yeah. from now. Um, I also want to say, should we do it to where it where the fan where we think the fans panic meters at? Okay, yeah, let's let's do okay. that. So let's okay. let's okay. pick. Let's come to a conclusion. What do we think the fans panic meters at for Jemiah Simmons? Not only off of, well, actually, yeah, coming back from his injury and being the player that he was. I think. I think you think that's the right panic. Yeah, and like what he added thing. to the team. And yeah, what everything. he added to okay. the team. I think the fans panic meter is probably like a six. Honestly, do you think it's higher? No, I don't think it's higher, because like I feel a five like five or six. I feel like when they, when they heard low ankle sprain, they're like, oh, he'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, I, I, if it was a high ankle sprain, oh, he'd be done. Athleticism's gone for this yeah. season. Like. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'll stick with the six uh, for the for the fans. I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, what is it for you? Though? For me, I'm gonna say a four. And I say Actually, that because I... down. It's easier. Okay, yeah. And I, I say a four because Maya had a very neat role um, on this team. He was a backup five, basically. Um, but until we get to that bonus play where you're playing the top teams in conference, I think that mm-hmm. this team can survive without him. Exactly. So I'm not overly concerned about him being out of the lineup. Um, now, when he comes back, uh, like you said, it's a low ankle sprain. He shouldn't... He should be okay. Mm-hmm. But I've seen it in the past, like... Uh, three years ago, whenever uh, I forgot his name, Jeremy Combs. 
uh-huh. he had a low ankle sprain and then he just was never the same yeah of course his was more severe yeah um but yeah i don't i don't think i think i think that this team will survive yeah i'm really them. yeah uh, i think they could have used him against western they are they're gonna need him against some of the top teams just because his pressure on the rim is vital mm-hmm. uh i heard that he's okay Grant said after the game that he thinks he's gonna be. He thinks he's okay. Yeah. So that's that's always comforting. I'll put I'll put it at a three for me. Three. Because okay. there's always a little panic that like, like he's injured. You know. Like, right. There's like, always like, a little like uncertainty. Yeah. In yeah that there's aspect. always that chance where a player comes back and they're just not the same for the rest exactly. of the season. So. Exactly. Um, all right. Pick a number one through five without three. Just hit the five. Five. All right. Exit out. What is your panic meter on Zachary Simmons? Because I've been hearing some things. Fan panic meter is at like a 10, 11 no, out of 10. Okay. <laughs> it's, okay, it's at probably. It's, it's at probably like an 8 or that, 9. Okay, I'm going to say an 8. We're going we're gonna to say an 8 okay, for the fans. Uh, it's eight, 8. And here's why it's an 8 for the fans. It feels like Zach has been a scapegoat pretty often for this and, team. And I'm not sure why. I think it's just because he's the only big man, and like when people see big men, they're like, "Hey, you should do this. Why yeah. aren't you doing this Zach, better?" Zach, Zach has been playing fine. He had the stretch where he was not. He couldn't score. Couldn't <laughs> score. But the rest of the season has been fine. Last night, Zach is not the person that's going to win you games over a Charles Bassey. He's not. He's not that. He's just not that player. He's not going to. At least as a sophomore, right now. He's right. Not. At least, not right now. This this year's team. He's not going to be that guy. You can't you can't hate on him because he didn't put up twenty points and twenty rebounds or something against Charles yeah. Bass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He did what he had to do. He wasn't the reason this team lost last night. He's not the reason this team has lost in recent memory, other than maybe uh uh UAB? UAB, yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. Um so I don't really think he's a good scapegoat. But here's here's what the fans are gonna say to you. Here's okay. me playing okay. fans' play, role. Play, play devil's advocate. But Colin he looked really timid last night, and he's looked timid for the last like five or six games. Okay, is that wrong? I, I don't. I don't think it's wrong, but I don't think it's a problem right yet. I don't think it's bad enough to where it's a problem. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Like, I feel like if Zach is scoring, what was he averaging before? Is a slump? What would you sure, say? I don't Probably I don't like, remember, like oh, 12? Thir- Yeah, I was gonna say thirteen. So like twelve or thirteen is him. What, what did he score last night? Okay, four. Don't do last night. What did he score against uh, Marshall? Marshall, yeah. Eighteen. Okay, so we'll, eight average, of nine we'll, we'll average that out. We'll average that out. <laughs> I forgot how bad Marshall was. Bad sample sizes. Bad sample sizes. <laughs> bad sample but, sizes. But if he drops down to eight points a game, is that really just all of a sudden hurting your team to where you're just going to lose a bunch of games? Uh, for this team, I don't think so. I think on defense, he, he's been fine. I don't think he's been timid. I do think, um, I think that he is skilled enough offensively to where I think he needs to be scoring 10-plus a game. Because... Okay. And so I, me personally here, I'll go first. I think there is a little bit of panic. I don't think it's nearly as bad as the eight that, that we perceive the fans to be at because I think that... What's your number? My number's going to be at a four. Okay. Because I think there is cause for a little bit of panic because he hasn't been the same in conference play except for Marshall when Marshall basically did not have any bigs big, that were right. worth anything. So if that's what it takes for him to actually be effective on the inside i'm kind of worried about that we need him we need to see him not dominate but we need to see him have some some a string of good games you know and the florida school i think that's a good place to start this weekend we'll see if he goes on the road if he can put up 12 points on a couple post-ups a couple finishes a couple reverse layups i think that he's talented enough to get 12 points a game i I think he's talented enough i also think that 
this is also a product of North Texas not being able to hit threes. And uh-huh. it, it kind of allowed, I mean, because we've seen it a lot. I mean, WK did it last night where they just kind of left the shooters open in the first half. Yeah. And they're able to, you know, double teams that quickly and not be afraid of a shot going in. Exactly. So um, there's other factors, but I, I'll put it at a four as well. But I don't think it's a long-term problem. Okay. Does that make sense? So. Yeah. All right, pick number one, two, or four. Just one. One. Boy, on the you, list now. We're you going pick, to the list now. You pick, you pick the the juicy one. Colin. Okay, I don't know what order these are in. By Colin, the way, he's just he has like a piece of Colin, he's playing this game with me. You pick the juicy one. What's the juicy Colin, one? You know what the juicy one is. Is it Rose? You know what the juicy one is. <laughs> you know so, what the juicy you one crazy, is, Colin. bro. It is Roosevelt Smart. Roosevelt Smart. So our, what was our panic? Do you happen to remember our panic? Meter numbers <laughs> from like three weeks ago. Yeah, I think I put him at like a four or five. I was, I was you had like a six. six. You had like a I six. I think I had a six. Uh, I'm let's at do the fans first. Let's do the fans first, Colin. I feel like I feel like Rose for some reason people don't panic about him. I feel like <laughs> I feel like whenever Rose does bad, people always say that Zach is bad, and then whenever <laughs> and whenever Rose does good, it's like he's the best player on the team. Like when he hit those three threes against Marshall. Oh, that was it. Here's the here's my it. here's my bad 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 comparison that I don't think should be taken in any way. Actually, I'm not gonna compare him to Steph Curry, <laughs> but I'm gonna compare him to Clay Thompson. So <laughs> so listen, listen okay. to me, listen to me. I'll, I'll clean me. I'll and clean not this. in the I'm not comparing him to Clay Thompson in the fact that he can or can't shoot threes like Clay Thompson. That's that's irrelevant to me. My stance that he is like Clay Thompson for this team is when at home and he makes a three. The crowd gets more, way more excited for him than they do for other people because they know what he's capable of. So for Clay Thompson, would you agree when when they're at home and Clay Thompson hits a three and or even back to back threes, everyone's like, "Oh my God!" Okay, I can Thompson. agree with this, but what's, Kevin what's Rand, the point? Kevin Durant hits back to back threes. It's like, oh okay. But I'm playing to your point is that Rose kind of gets a, not a pass, but it's a pass by the fans. It feels like. They know what he's capable of, so it's like, oh, yeah, I keep shooting, Rose. I feel like yesterday, every time he put up a three, like every time he put up a three yesterday after he missed the first two, I was like, this isn't going in. I feel like everyone else was like, yeah, he's about to score four straight. <laughs> yeah. Like four straight threes. I mean, because it's possible. Well, of course it it's is possible, possible, but he hasn't shown it at all this season. It's true. Other than that, those three right in a row. Um, so you're saying the fans' Rose panic meter is low. Low. It's like a four. Maybe. 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 Maybe a four. No one's on Twitter saying other than like the people that like. I don't even think anybody is on Twitter really saying because outside of like two people that I know, like there's no no one's going. Rose is the reason that this team didn't win last night. I think that here here's one thing I really I want to know right now. Okay. And I'm gonna find it out. All right. I don't know what you're finding out, but okay. Because entering the weekend, I believe he was shooting 31 percent from three. Let me find out what he's. Oh, it's worse now. Oh no, no duh. You about to. No, I wasn't. <laughs> You've done it before, Bruni. Don't Just let it, let it all quiet. <laughs> let it all uh, This is last year. I can't. Whatever. Bruni's having trouble. Whatever. Screw it. Uh, no, yeah, he's definitely shooting under 30% right now from 30. Okay, so we've we've kind of gone on a foot tangent now. I don't like tangents. Anyways, fan 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 panic meter level is like a four at most. Four? We'll put four. A two at least. <laughs> and... There's someone's grandma. I don't understand someone's why. grandma out there doesn't even care. Someone else. Yeah, she's like, like that guy can shoot because he just shoots shoot a lot. Shoot it, Rose. Now, this is uh, this is what I don't understand what's, what's because panic this meter, panic Colin? meter needs to be at like a ten. Is yours at a ten? I'm at a ten. Holy crap! I'm. This is overreactionary panic meter. It's. He hasn't. He's shown very like three minute flashes <laughs> in games. But I'm tired of the pump fake. To drive. 
to not even trying to do a driving layup to some floater that either gets blocked or just clanks off the back of the rim or pump fake to three that just doesn't do anything or just straight up three that airballs. Like, I'm tired. I'm tired of it. I was a row. I, I believed in Rose early in the season. I think he can still do it, but this season it's just not going to happen. I just I just can't see it happening. <laughs> I just I, I can't, and I feel bad saying that oh. because I want to believe. You know that poster with it has like the alien, like the alien spaceship. This is I want to believe that I have like a face of Rose, <laughs> just, <laughs> like just like flying through the air, bro. <laughs> bro, I I tell me I'm wrong. I mean, maybe you don't have to have a 10, but tell me, I'm like, do you think this season that he's going to have two games in a row where he scores 20 points? No. Okay, thank you. Okay, here's my thing about Rose. What's your panic meter? My panic meter first, I'll get this off the, out the way. My panic meter for Rose is at a 9. Okay, simply, so you, just, you sim- just couldn't go with the 10? Simply because what, why I couldn't think, you go to the 10? Simply because I think he's capable of having the occasional game where he hits threes and if he does that then i'm not completely what's the most threes he scored in the game this season like okay probably percentage like wise percentage wise probably like five fifty or i probably shot like 50 percent his first couple games back he was like four of nine or something all right whatever look let me say what i want to say about rose panic meter for rose is at a nine right now and i said this a few weeks ago that roosevelt smart is not the player he was last year okay that's why my panic meter then was at a six because you could just tell that Roosevelt Smart was not what he was last year. Because he was getting the same looks. He's just missing. Better looks. So, for Rose, for the rest of the season, for Roosevelt Smart, I think, in my opinion, you can disagree with me, we need to look at him not as a shooter. Which is a really weird thing to say. Okay. Say, say it out loud. Roosevelt, Roosevelt Smart, Smart is not a shooter. Is Roosevelt not a Smart shooter. is not a shooter. Say it. Okay. All right? Okay. You at home, say it. I think we just need to accept it, all right? I think I think it was it was funny last night. I went up to the to halftime and I was like, "Why is Rose not hitting these shots?" And you, he, Bruni looked at me and just said, "He can't shoot." <laughs> and I was like, and I looked at him and I was like, "What do you mean he can't shoot? He showed us he can shoot." And he's like, "He just he, he's not a shooter anymore. He just can't shoot." And I was like, "Okay." So yeah, I was, I was like, like, "All right." That's exactly what I said. I forgot about that interaction. So look. So anyways, here's what I'm saying. Rose is smart. It's not a shooter. And you know what? Not everyone has to be a shooter to be effective, all right? But what he has to do for this team is play better defense, not turn the ball over, create a little bit more, maybe get to the foul line a little bit more, all right, um, and rebound, all right? He has to, in order to compensate for him not being able to shoot, which is the, basically the only thing he could do so last year. So you're telling year, me that he's he like, has he, to do better. He's now relegated to a poor man's A.J. Lawson? Look... <laughs> Basically, okay. I'm just saying, he is not a shooter right now. Okay? I agree. I agree. Yeah. If he shoots over five threes a game, or if he shoots over five threes in a game and makes less than two, I'm gonna be pissed because <laughs> Roosevelt Smart, at this point in his career, needs to do everything. Or this year, okay, next year he could come back and be great. I don't know, but at this point he needs to rebound better, shoot, um, drive better. Create better, not turn the ball over, and defend. The thing that that kill- should be his emphasis right now. The thing that kills me most is whenever he does drive into the paint and he pumps fakes and doesn't try to draw contact. He just waits and then throws up a floater. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Again, I don't know. I just, I don't, it's a different rose from last year. And it, it's, so 
don't. In, I think our expectations need to change along with Rose. I don't. I don't think you and I have high expectations though. I just think, I think we have low expectations. They're just still not being met. Well, we have low expectations from the three point line. No, I would say everywhere. We 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 we've said before that he's not he can't drive the same. He's not getting the free throw line as much. Hmm. We've said before that we both hate when he drives to the basket and just throws up some floater. We we said before that he is pump fakes and I mean we've said everything has not been good. Yeah. The only thing we've complimented on is his better defense since the beginning of the season. Yeah. Yeah. All so, right. So uh, that that's my take. All right. He can get this year down and he doesn't have to hit threes. He needs to do everything else on the court better. Yeah. And that's going to take a hell of a lot of resolve from him yeah. to overcome this. And it's going to it's going to catch it's going to I don't even know. I just want to I just want people to know Roosevelt Smart don't look at him as a shooter right now. Look at him as a basketball player. And we need to judge that everything. Is probably, that, is the, that is the worst compliment. We need to judge. <laughs> okay, look. We need to judge everything he does right now, not just his shooting, all right? Right. So that's my thing. That's, okay. my, that's my whole thing. Okay. All right, uh, pick number two or four. Two. Uh, Jordan Duffy. Panic meter on Jordan Duffy because he's now missed seven, five straight games. He'll five come back. Games. They're being, They're playing it safe, I think. I think so, too. Um, he was suited up last night. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to bring him in, especially when you're down 15 yeah. in the first half. And then they ended up starting to come back, and there's no point in bringing him in the game that late. Yeah. Um, I think he can play if they needed him to. Um, I think he will play against the Florida schools. I agree. I think he will, too. Um, I, I mean, fans paid meter, I don't really – I can't really – I don't really have a gauge on that in terms of what people are well, thinking. I mean – I've get, seen a few, few people, people ask about it. People but, ask about it a lot. Okay. Well, I mean, if I were to just guess, it'd be like a six. No, it's got to be low. Think it's lower because people know he's gonna be back. I'm saying low. It's gotta be like three, bro. There's no way people are that worried about Jordan Duffy not being back. Okay. I mean, I don't know. So I'm gonna say three. six is just a complete We're shot. We're gonna say three. All right. What about you, Colin? What's your panic for Jordan Duffy? Zero. He'll be back. Back at the same level. Yeah. Okay. What was his injury again? <laughs> I don't even remember. It was it, a it was, hip. It, yeah. Okay, something was, like that. Yeah, it was a hip. Yeah. Yeah. It was a hip. He'll be fine. He'll be back. All right. He's he's yeah. Good. Mine's gonna be at a two two. Yeah, I don't I don't think anything's weird about him. I agree. Um, let's roll through this one. Last but not least, or did you have something else on Duffy? I, I will Cut later in our questions. Uh, DJ Draper, panic panic level. What is your pan? What is the fans' panic level on DJ Draper? Uh, I have an idea. I don't I don't really know. I I I think it's low. I think it's low. But I feel like it should be higher. Does that make sense? Okay, but that's your opinion. What do you think of the fans is? No, no, that's what I'm saying. I, th- I think their, their, theirs is lower, but I think that they should have a higher one, but mine's low. Does that make sense at all? <laughs> yes, it makes complete sense. <laughs> so what do we think the fans is for DJ? I think the fans is probably like, I feel like he, he's just a non-factor in their eyes. Like, no, like seriously, <laughs> like, I just think, I think he's, he's a player that they look at and they just kind of, fl- he's a flyover player. They just kind of just yeah. like gloss over him because he's, he, he doesn't, he makes a couple shots here and there. He does the dirty stuff. You know, he's scrappy. He gets charges. Um, but outside of that, he's not a scorer. So I think they're panic leader. I can't be above a three. I don't think I'm going to say two, but I think theirs should be higher because he hasn't been shooting as much. What's yours calling? Mine is not high. And I'll explain why in a second. I think it's like, mine's a four. And I say that because he adds other things. He compensates. He's able to Mm -hmm. get turnovers. He's able to take charges. And he's able to play good defense on the perimeter. And I think all of those things make up for his lack of shooting this season. 
Whereas if you look at Rose, he's doing none of yeah. those things. So I feel like it's okay. And we hits. shouldn't say we shouldn't say his lack of shooting for the season. We should say his lack of shooting over the last like four games. Yeah, because before that he was like fifty five percent or whatever the hell it well, was. Well, I'm looking at like like uh, makes two attempts and like not percentage wise, but like that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> what I'm trying to say that doesn't make any sense to what I'm saying. But I'm saying like uh, like <laughs> like that was just completely gross. By the way, what am <laughs> I trying to say? What am I trying to say? Edit. Uh, I don't know what you're trying to say. Like, like for like, playing time, like, when he plays more, he doesn't have to shoot as well? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Kind of. Because he does other things well. Right. Like, he makes up for it. He, right. he does things on the court that I don't require him to be a shooter. I agree, but I don't think he does those other things well enough to not be able Who to Who would you put ball. in a spot last night? Oh, nobody. Okay, there you go. But that's because Rose was trash and DJ but and I, but, was hurt. But I still see him as a th- threat from the perimeter like if, if he throws up a shot i think it's gonna go in a hundred fold over a shot that rose goes up that's true but they're not going in right now all right so yours at a four i'm at a four um i'm at a five i'm gonna go one higher than you what do you think the fans I'm is price at? is right you never you never you never i think it's at a two okay uh yeah so dj i need dj to make some shots okay that's my that's that okay. that will resolve all of my panic. i think if he makes two threes last night it's fine exactly but he made one. Yeah, and it was a late three. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't need I don't need him to make like three or four threes a game. Just give me two. Yeah. Like if he's two of five, I don't yeah. care. All right. Uh, let's get through these questions. Let me get my phone so I can get on Twitter. Okay. So we have Twitter questions, and then we have a couple questions that we're gonna ask each other. And yeah. Okay. <laughs> where's okay. the, Where's the intro music? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um. Oh, there's actually a third question. We just got a third question. Good awesome. job. Okay, okay, okay. Um, first question. We're gonna. It's from Adam. It's does facing zone defenses worry you when it comes to tournament time, and what's the timetable on Duffy and Maya? To answer the second part of that question, Duffy, uh, we believe him to be back this week against FIU and FAU. Maya, we're hoping he'll be back by pool play. Uh, either that first weekend or the second weekend. So that is yep. the second part of that. Uh, but the second first part was, does facing zone defenses worry you? How have you opened this one up? Um, it does not worry me at all because Conference USA doesn't play a lot of zone defenses. Mm-hmm. And we saw when Western Kentucky played zone, it was carved up pretty well by Mike Miller at the high post. Yeah, I haven't really seen a problem when teams did run it against North Texas where it's worked and they just went back to man. Exactly. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not worried about that at all. Exactly. Me yeah. either. Uh other question is why does UNC struggle in the big games, Colin? I don't. Tell me. <laughs> it's me smacking my pen on the table. I don't think they struggle in big games. I just think they they struggle offensively, and that just when they you play a better team, it shows more. I mean, I just think that's that's just a product of playing a better team. I think that people. It goes back to my point that people think that this team has the shooters. I think this team thinks that. I think. Sorry, I think people think that this team is just an offensive juggernaut, or that they should be. Yeah. When really, in reality, they're a defensive team that, when they push the pace, can score some points. Exactly. That's a great, and that can rebound. Yeah, that can rebound. I mean, that's a great description. I mean, and 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 I remember Grant saying this last season, whenever he first became coach, that if you're able to out hustle or outwork teams, you mm-hmm. can beat good teams. Yeah. But it's the it's the WKU's of the world, where just simply out hustling an opponent isn't going to win you the game. Yeah. You so this team out hustles opponents. This team pushes the pace. This team will out rebound opponents, even though they're undersized, but you need to have that talent to hit shots. And they, they haven't been able to do that. this I season. agree. The third question is something we've already talked about pretty much. Uh, 
what's going on with Smart? He's being so inconsistent. Back to my point, don't look at him as a shooter, okay? I think he's not a shooter. I also think it's a disservice to say that Rose was just a shooter. Like, last season, he, he was oh, so last much more year dynamic. Oh, last season he was tremendous. Last year right. he was good. And, I, and, and I, that's why I think we need, he, we need him back to doing... North Texas needs him back to doing other stuff really well. I agree. So once he does that, his shooting becomes less relevant. So. And I think it'll come back to him once he starts to get in rhythm with other things. So Yeah, I hope so. Um, okay, that was those three. Uh, we all got, got something on the board. That's not a question, but I'm going to turn it into a question. Okay. Uh, where does where is Ryan in this year's Defensive Player of the Year running in Conference USA? I, think, I don't think he'll get it. I'm just going to say that. Why not? Just because I feel like he's just overlooked for some reason. It's just a feeling. Okay, yeah. Um, it's hard for guards to get it, too, just in like any, any level of basketball. But I feel like he's definitely deserving because he plays the number one guard yeah. For 40 minutes yeah. every night. Um, and lately he's been, you know, like John Elmore, like just stripping the ball, um, getting forcing turnovers and just pushing the pace. Um, I mean, he's just been really active. And even when he when he's switched on to a big, he's able to still defend well and get the turnover, like jump in the air, yeah. grab uh, defensive rebounds. I mean, I think he's deserving. So. <laughs> he is. I mean. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Charles Bassey's going to win it. Yeah, um, not only because he's probably the best defender, but because Conference USA wants a name like Charles Bassey right. to win. You see a name like Charles Bassey, it's going to be like, oh, that's that's the like, that's wow, the recruiting Conference Zion. USA is so good, wow. so great. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I can see that uh, ODU probably has some guys. Marshall's West uh, was really good too. I'm not going to remember his first name. What's his first name? Uh, it's right here. Jared West. He's good defensively too. Remember he locked up uh, Ryan last year. Yep. So yeah, um, I think he's definitely gonna be in in the in the hunt, and I'm excited to see how that plays out. Yeah, he's been great defensively. All right, um, I had a question I asked you off the air that I wanted to ask you on the air because I we didn't get a reply. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I know what question this is. Uh, right now, who prepare you, prepare everybody. Prepare right, everybody. For right this. now, after everything we've just said, Colin, who is better, DJ Draper? Or Roosevelt Smart. Go! And I've said this, I said this off the air too. Who I would I who would I rather have on the court right now? DJ Draper. Not saying DJ should start or anything. <laughs> I'm saying like last night, if Rose is on the court, I think this is not a three point game. I think it's farther because Rose would try to just throw up shots. DJ plays his role. Rose, I think doesn't want to have a lesser I, role. I think you just have to start Rose just in case he's Right, just hot. in case he gets hot, and then you can kind of be like, okay, we we'll just won't play him really much in the second half. Yeah. Um, but no, right now I'd rather have DJ. Yeah. Not saying he's a better player when they're at their best, but... Consistency Consistency-wise, DJ is the better player right now yeah. for me. <laughs> what about you? What about you? What would you say? I'd so, say DJ too. Okay, just trying to make sure. You can't just throw me under the bus. I wanted to. All right, my turn. I was trying to get my turn. Oh, you have some? Go ahead. You I didn't me, know you actually come you prepared me, for this pro- podcast. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so, do we need more inside scoring by other players? Does North so, Texas so, need more so inside I, scoring? So, I noticed this yesterday. Mo will drive in the paint, gets to the paint, run to the basket, pump fakes, everyone jumps, and he instead looks up where he could shoot and just kicks it out. I disagree with you 100%. Because there was one position where he sh- actually shot the ball and he got blocked. But that was not that was not one of those open moments like that. He thought it was, but it wasn't. 
He's six foot. Okay. No, I don't want Mo. I don't want Mo Gibson trying to score in the paint. And I'm, I'm not saying he should try to score, but I'm saying score. don't don't delete the option out of like everything. Like if it's open. I don't want to see Mo Gibson shooting. How many free throws did they have last night? Floaters. Six of seven. Seven. They don't have their two best rim attackers. Rim attackers is that rim a word? attackers that was yeah. interesting. They don't have their best two players who they don't have their I don't I can't. Anyways, you know what I mean. Rim attackers. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible. Uh, they don't have their, those two guys in Jordan. Duffy maybe and maybe this is just reactionary because D, or Jordan's out. Jordan Duffy's out and uh, and Jemiah Simmons and Sim, Jemiah, Yeah, so. I just just thought I'd ask. Completely that overreactionary. I think okay. we're fine. Okay. 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 You have another um, question? I did, but I think we already answered it earlier. Probably. But I'll ask it anyways. Go ahead. When this team is at their best, can they beat anyone? We already answered that question, Colin. Do you not listen to what we I did, talk about? I did. I did. You told me to ask <laughs> it anyways. You told me to ask it anyways. I did not. I did not. Go and check the footage. I did not ask that. No, just now. You just told me just now to ask anyways. That's not true. Uh, we already answered this. Yes, I do think they're because I don't think Conference USA has a one team that's like. So, so say that North Texas is hot going into the tournament, and they play WKU. Who's winning that game? North Texas. Okay. If they're hot. Yeah. No. If I they agree. go out, I've said it before. If they shoot forty percent from three, they can beat anybody in Conference USA because they're a really good defense team and a really good rebounding team. And that's Bernie's breakdown. And that's Bernie's breakdown. <laughs> and that's the end. So that's okay. it. Okay. Um. Let's look ahead real quick. Okay. Let's the both Florida schools are pretty mediocre to bad. FIU got blown out the other day, I believe, right? By UTSA. Yep. And then FAU. UTSA went through and ran the Florida schools. I'm scared of UTSA, by the way. Let that be on record. Okay. UTSA. On record. Bruni, scared. FAU is both. Uh, both yeah, the Florida schools are 5-7 and seven in conference play. Both of them are 14-11 and 11 overall. Uh, FIU has a really, really good offense. Or I shouldn't say really good offense, but they try to score a lot of points. Led by Bearden and yeah, other guys. They average like over 100 points the first few games. Yeah, they, I think they're averaging like 90 or something like that. They're scoring a lot of points. Uh, FAU is kind of the opposite. They're kind of a slower team. Mm-hmm. We'll see how those play out. It's also, also both games are on the road. Road games are typically more difficult. So that's <laughs> on, a, average. on average <laughs> on average more you lose more games on the road than you do at home that's all i gotta thank say. you bernie for that insight but, uh yeah so that's gonna be interesting i'm looking forward to those two games i do want to talk about bonus play real quick colin what's your opinion on bonus play but before you i before you answer that i want to talk about what bonus play is because some people don't know what bonus play okay is. uh we need another intro and, music and bernie's breakdown <laughs> is a very educational insightful it's an insightful Here's podcast. An educational commentary on exactly. bonus play in conference <laughs> section one for everybody who wants to know anything about conference usa's bonus, bonus play, play in men's basketball please please tune in to a minute 58 of this podcast or whatever the heck we're at 104 bonus play is conference usa's way of trying to get last year's middle tennessee team into the damn tournament all right that's what they're trying to do this year there's not a middle tennessee team so it's kind of null and void it doesn't really matter but it's kind of entertaining too because We'll get some good games. So what they do, they're going to take the top five teams in Conference USA, put them in a pod, um, <laughs> and they're going to play each other over the last four games. So they're going to play the other four teams in that pod over the last five games. How the scheduling works out, I have no clue. Don't ask me. Second pod is the next five teams, six through ten. They're going to play each other, okay? Uh, same thing. Then the last four teams, 
they're all going to play each other. I don't know how that scheduling works out. Don't ask me. But they're going to play each other. And keep in mind, of those last of those four teams, two of them won't make the tournament. So those that that, that has some stakes to that games as well. Those yeah. games as well. That's interesting. The middle tier, not so much. You know, it's just for seeding basically. See where they end up. Top seed, obviously, top pool. You're playing for a conference championship, regular season, and seeding. So here we go. Um, I do want to mention also that the top five teams at the end of the 14 games going into pool play are locked in. So if you are the fifth team, let's say let's say Southern Miss makes the fifth team in Pot A at let's say they're eight and six, and Marshall is seven and seven. Okay, let's say for instance, mm-hmm. Marshall's in Pot B, Southern Miss is in Pot A. If Southern Miss goes zero and four and ends up eight and ten, and Marshall is four and zero and ends up eleven and seven, Southern Miss is still going to be the five seed, and Marshall's still going to be. The so six the tournament seeds are locked in. The tournament seeds are locked in okay. one through five, six through ten before bonus play. Okay. Yeah, eleven to fourteen. So you can't go up any higher. I asked Coach McCaslin that. I owe. I I can't speak. I asked Coach McCaslin that, and uh, like jokingly, I was like, "Do y'all just want to get the six seed and like mop up the middle teams? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like that seems like a way easier route than playing every, all these good teams." He's like, "Oh no, they're locked in." I was like, "Okay, that makes that makes way sense. more sense then." Because we talked about that last week, where it was like, "Why would you just want to play the middle team? Right. Just go for the one seed." <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, it kind of makes it funny for the lo- lowest tier, like the team that's not going to make the conference tournament, that's right. forced to play extra games for no reason, right? But I mean, they they all have a chance though, kind of. UTEP and Charlotte, I mean, they're two games back, but they could do it. I believe in them. I want to see UTEP make it. Okay, um, but yeah, that's bonus play from Conference USA. So is it necessary? Yes. I like it. I think I think I like it. I like it now that you mentioned that the seeds are locked in. Me too. I think that's big, because prior to this, I would have been like, well, especially the way North Texas played before these last two games, it was like, well, I'd rather have them be a six seed and just kind of, you know, beat an FIU yeah. and get to that three or two seeds. So um, no, I, I like it because it does raise the strength of schedule. Um, it's also entertaining. It is also entertaining, but it's not like like Bernie said, it's not going to do anything this season for Conference USA in terms of a double bid team, um, or. Two big conference. Um, the hope was that Western Kentucky was going to be that team this year. Yeah, they're not. And they're not. So, so feels bad. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how strength of schedule affects, like, whether another team gets into the NIT. But the way the NIT works is it takes – so, like, if, if Western – or who, who's top right now? ODU. Old so, if ODU loses – In the tournament. Like, the they tur- win the regular season conference championship and then lose in the right. tournament. Right, so if ODU loses – Yeah, they're automatically in the NIT. The NIT takes any conference championship if they lose the conference tournament. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so – that's a spot right there. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how, how it all plays out. I'm excited for these Florida games because, okay, also, if North Texas wins one of the two Florida games, they're automatically in pull way. Or if UAB loses. Okay, you got to let me finish, Colin. You can't just cut me off We're like a tag that. team. This isn't just Bernie's breakdown, okay? Right, but you didn't even give this the whole is, context. This is Bernie and Mitchell's breakdown. <laughs> God damn it. I'm not changing the name, okay? It's copyrighted. It's copyrighted. Um, <laughs> no, but... Uh, North Texas also, they could lose both games, and if UAB just loses one of their last two, then they're in Pool A as well. So a lot of ways to stay in Pool A. Preferably just win one of your last two. That's the easiest. Uh, obviously, preferably, preferably is win both of them. So. I'll be interested to see um, if when North Texas gets this <coughs> Pool or Pot A thing, um, how they play against WKU again. Oh, yes. 
and UTSA again. And, you, oh, and Old Dominion I'm, I'm again. A, but I'm, oh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not worried about in. UTSA right now. I'm worried about Sorry. WKU I got really specifically for just the way they played and have them having the best talent to see if if it's kind of like if, if, if your formula works, 40% from three and play good defense, are they able to, to beat WKU? So Yeah, um, we'll know the, the pods. We'll know the pods when we do this podcast next week mm-hmm. because uh, they're deciding the last right after the game right, right after yeah. on Saturday. So, uh, yeah, next Saturday we'll know. Keep track of it. Conference USA is an interesting place for basketball right now. They have some good talent, no great team. So it has a lot of open doors. I'm, I'm excited, Colin. I am as well. Good. Um, well, all right. This has been a good podcast. Good, 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 good action packed, long, uh, loaded podcast. Petition to rename Bernie's breakdown. Right yeah, breakdown. nobody's signing that. Change.org. Nope. Crowdfunding. Nope. We're not <laughs> get a GoFundMe going. Not doing it. Help Colin Mitchell not with legal fees. <laughs> you're still, you're. I'm still the host. You're still. I'm still just the, the guy. Just the guest <laughs> with me. As with, always, with me once again. What, oh yeah, it's never, I guess it's never as always, is it? It is as always. Okay, if, if you really just said once again, it would just be, damn. I'm gonna start saying once again. All right, Colin. Well, let's get out of here. Let's go home. We gotta plug stuff. Oh my gosh, I always you always forget that. Anyways, um, follow Matt Bruni at Matt Bruni25. Follow me, Colin Mitchell at, at CJH Mitchell on Twitter. Uh, be sure to subscribe to 247sports.com. My throat's It feeds dry. Bruni, and he puts out really good content. VIP, VIP, not free. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. I don't, what's outside of that? Is there anything else? Oh, yeah, listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or SoundClouds. Um, Both Bruni's Breakdown Podcast. Yeah, just look at Bruni's Breakdown Podcast. And then on Twitch, Bruni's underscore Breakdown. Listen to us every Sunday. Um, we're changing the schedule God, yeah. in like three Call weeks making us change the schedule yeah we have to do it what a terrible decision um, but in three weeks we're changing the schedule but uh it'll be okay not that it matters to y'all yet but we'll survive yeah we'll we'll, 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 we'll get we'll get through this storm together exactly. anyways format bruni all right well i'm colin mitchell yeah there you go i'm ending bruni's breakdown because it's my podcast now. <laughs> y'all have a good week <laughs>